0: I am so happy to have my friend Michael Moyt here with us today. Michael is an acupuncturist, an herbalist, and an alternative health guru. He's someone I go to when I have questions about keeping my health optimal. And um, Michael's just one of these genuine people that you come across in your life. And I'm so grateful to have him on Freedom Junkie Radio today. I'm gonna do a little intro real quick. Um, Michael started researching nutrition and holistic medicine modalities when he was just out of high school after seeing so many family members fall ill with depression, cancer, and autoimmune diseases. Michael wanted to know why disease is so rampant and pervasive in the US, and this led him on a journey in search of the true causes of disease. He graduated Chinese medicine school in 2006, And then completed an applied clinical nutrition program while working with many people that were experiencing anxiety and depression because of trauma and brain injuries. Michael saw the need to incorporate a holistic form of neurofeedback into his practice always looking for the next step in the healing process, he has also incorporated bio energetic medicine. Michael works with clients through various modalities and coaching programs to help people reach their optimal health and wellness goals. So let's welcome Michael. And you know, one of the things I know about Michael that I want to talk to him about today is um, the fact that a few years ago, and you can tell us exactly when this was, Michael, he spearheaded the movement to remove fluoride from the water in buta texas now he did not do this all by himself but he kind of did i'm pretty sure i think that's how it worked so um that might be a good place to start michael if if you want to just tell us a little bit about how you managed to get the fluoride out of the water and why that's important why why do we need to not drink fluoride every time we get water out of our cap sure.
1: it's a very good question and uh so yeah, the fluoride is uh, is something that is um, really it's a, it's a toxin on many levels. Um, it affects. It, it, this is what we're talking about is the the additive, the the, the, the what they call fluoride, which is hydrofluoral hydrofluorosilicic acid, and um, it's a it's a something that it comes from the um, fertilizer industry, and uh, from chimney stacks uh, of those of, of, of that industry, and, and they scrape it out and they uh basically put it uh, sell it to municipalities and put it in the water supply um and uh, you know under the claim that it's good for your teeth um so uh it's i think it's in 70 percent of the uh water supplies in in america and uh it's um it's got a lot of problems with it it's definitely different than the calcium fluoride in the ground that that comes up with ground groundwater um, it actually has lead and arsenic in it as well, trace amounts of that, so it's just not just the fluoride. Um, so nobody needs any lead and arsenic. Um, and um, uh, so, so there are tons of problems with it. It affects the central nervous system. It, def- it affects IQ and brain development um, in utero and in children. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible for the thyroid um, and for the whole endocrine system. Um, it's not good for your bones. Uh, you shouldn't be ingesting it. If, if, if you're somebody who wants to have fluoride, um, brush your teeth with it and spit it out. It shouldn't be uh, internalized.
0: Yeah. It just um, seems weird that you're, if even if your teeth need fluoride, like why would you be drinking it and having it all the way down into your toes? It doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah
1: it doesn't make sense on that, on just a foundational level, right? It also affects the uh, people who have the MTHFR uh, <laughs> mutation, which is uh, a lot of people. I mean, there are estimates of maybe 50% of people or 40% of people have that mutation. It's pretty regular, it's pretty pretty common. Um, So uh, if you have that genetic mutation, it's more difficult to detoxify toxins in general, uh, fluoride being one of those. So um, yeah, the the campaign to remove it from our water was uh, quite uh, fun, uh, quite a lot of work. but really, really rewarding, and um, um, so quick story on that. Uh, here in Buda, Texas, we have uh, we get half of our water um, that comes from San Marcos, just south of here, and um, they actually voted it out of, of their water supply. It took them, I think, three years to do it, uh, to actually get the petitions uh, the and then get it on the ballot and then vote it out, and. Um, So when they got it out of their water, then that actually ended up leaving us without it. Um, And it was out for, um, I don't know, maybe six to seven months. And then the city council was voting to put it back in or to get our own little station to put it in. And that's when we found out about it. And um, we showed up to the city council meetings and started uh, like each, every two weeks, there was a city council meeting. And it started, uh, I think there was probably 15 of us. Uh, For the for the first one, and then it grew exponentially. So the second meeting, there was probably 50 people. The next meeting was probably like 100, and uh, and we had uh, uh, people coming from Austin that heard about this that that were very interested in helping support us. Um, So it was really really fascinating how fast that grew, and people were really passionate about it. It, A lot of people just intuitively know that there's something we don't we don't need that. There's something wrong with that. Uh, it's an old practice based on very bad old science from the 50s. Um, and so uh, it grew. A lot of passionate people helped. Um, it took a while to, um, you know, to to get it all done. But uh, we got it on the ballot and we campaigned that quite a bit um, and uh, and intensely. And we had a group, maybe about 10 people who were really, um helping a lot uh day to day with yard signs and um and door to door you know knocking on doors um but we also had some support from uh some of the city council as well
0: okay um, I, was, I was gonna that- ask that how was the city council how did they how amenable were they to it did it take a lot of you know like on their desks or were, or were they listening pretty well
1: to you. So it's interesting because there was a, sh- a change in city council. Um there was an election that uh some some weren't even going to uh, run again. Um and those that were there was one that didn't uh, one friend of mine who was running who didn't have he wasn't uh running against anybody. He was on our side. He helped us um with the anti fluoridation com- campaign. Um but there were a few people already on council who were in support of us and the people who were actually um on the other side of the issue they were kind of coincidentally leaving anyway so um we did have uh, well, i think unanimous support uh for, for it
0: well that's awesome you know i've heard that fluoride will calcify the pineal gland and i understand that that's not ca- calcify is just a word they use to mean harden it doesn't mean calcium did it um okay. and I don't know much about that, but that doesn't sound good. I know that there is scientific evidence that they've studied over 300 years, the calcification of pineal glands and that they can take a cadaver and dig out the little pineal gland and see that some are more calcified than others. And uh, the pineal gland is so important to so many of our functions that you certainly don't want anything calcifying your pineal gland if you can help it. It's very and important. Yeah. What are there? What do I'm just going to throw this one out there. Do you know any things that people can do to decalcify their pineal gland?
1: Hmm. I know there's a. I think there's a lot of websites devoted to that, but I don't. I haven't really uh, explored that too much.
0: I think I think this has to do with nutrition and eating certain things and not eating certain things.
1: Yeah, I would imagine. Um, you know good minerals and, and vitamins as part of that but yeah i don't i don't i don't know enough to speak to it um i know that i i stopped drinking and uh, and stopped my family from drinking fluoride in uh in like 2000 and so um i feel very fortunate that you know i i found out about that you know that way back then and stopped so uh, but that said um you actually. What I one of the things I learned through this process of uh, getting it out of of our town in 2017 was uh, that you actually um, absorb it even in the shower, even when you're mm. you're bathing in it or, or showering in it, <laughs> you're actually absorbing it.
0: So. That makes sense. You if you take a bath, yeah. you're basically marinating in whatever it is yeah. you're bathing in, in hot water. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Really so rewarding. for for people who are just maybe hearing this for the first time and going, Oh, there's, I bet there's fluoride. There are, there's fluoride. You have a 74% chance of having fluoride in your water if you live in America. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot. And so I I knew about this a long time ago too. And we used a Berkey water filter that, Mm -hmm. and we put the extra fluoride filters on there. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have fluoride even when we had fluoride Mm -hmm. and now we're on rainwater. So, uh, we're getting whatever there whatever's in the atmosphere is what I'm yeah. drinking so, but it's it's filtered too. so filter your water and I'm but you'd have to even when we were drinking Berkey filtered water we were still bathing in it. ah okay
1: I know what well, one quick story uh one of the one of the ladies that was helping with this uh campaign um she was very involved and she did a lot um uh, so her name's Jennifer and she um, she actually, had one year of relief from some of her uh, chronic pain issues and, and autoimmune issues um, that we found out when we started thinking about it and talking about it, found out that that actually corresponded with when Sam Marcus got it out of their water and then it wasn't in ours. Um, and she had a uh, relief and, and we kind of were talking and put that together one day. So, you know, um, just taking that burden, I think off of her body, uh, helped her to to be a lot healthier and happier
0: that's just kind of that thing where we should have the choice as human beings of what we want to put in our bodies exactly. and i realized that we're part of communities and we drink municipal water and that that water needs to be clean but adding things and, I, and i'm sure that when they did it in the 1950s like you said it it was the it was what people thought should happen i guess for some reason Could unless the doubt. Was... sure <laughs> <laughs> what was that
1: given the benefit of the doubt.
0: Yep. Yeah. For now. <laughs> but now we know that it's not good to drink or bathe in fluoride. So, well, congratulations on that win Thanks. for you and your community. Um, so I, I want to move on and talk about some things that are definitely uh, affecting everyone right now and um, our health for sure. And so Given all of the research that you've done, I know you research a lot um, and and you're passionate about health and wellness of yourself and your family and of the planet. Mm-hmm. And so given all of the research that you've done and the knowledge that you have, I would love to know what your take is and your thoughts are on wearing masks.
1: wearing masks have fun with that one, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's become controversial and there's a lot of emotions around it. Um, and we live in a very emotional time. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, extreme emotions going on with, with most people, anxiety, depression, fear, um, the, are the main ones. And, um, so, uh, seeing people without masks may uh, make some people upset um and but there's a flip side to that as far as you know researching uh looking into the science and we have like 40 years of science related to masks and effectiveness in community settings and hospital settings um we have you know, randomized control, controlled trials, we have meta-analysis um, and it's, it's a lot of uh, data that really does not support uh, the uh, masks being effective at stopping um, virus, viral infection. Um, and um, just an aside too, a lot of people have problems wearing masks as well. It decreases, I mean, there's studies on this, it decreases oxygen, it increases carbon dioxide, um, and uh, it, they're just kind of difficult to wear, especially for long periods of time. When you're in a, a surgery setting, there's a positive uh, air pressure in that room uh, that you, uh, you have an e- easier ability to breathe through it. Um, but it, it's, uh, and also those doctors are trained and nurses are trained in PPE and how to uh, use them sanitarily and so um <laughs> that's not what people do with cloth, with cloth masks um you know i i really do not believe i've ever seen anyone wear any type of mask in public that uh, actually they were not touching it and adjusting okay. it because they're they're just not uh, they're just not comfortable um but um, as i was saying uh, People get dizzy in these masks, people get headaches in these masks, and um, we're all expected to use them anyway. But you know, you, we need to listen to our body. If you, if you pay attention to your body, your body will speak to you and tell you what it needs. Does it need uh, a head of broccoli? Does it need, you know, what does it need? And so if we're if we're paying attention, a headache is not a good sign. It, and so some people can wear these for like only minutes and get it and get it start getting a headache. Um, this is a medical device, and it should not be blanket prescribed for anybody, not to mention that it's unconstitutional to do that. But um, uh, so the big picture is that it's it's not for everyone, and um, it is uh, it, it can also be uh, very detrimental to health.
0: Well, I think it's interesting that in South Dakota, they never had a mask mandate, mm. and they've their numbers aren't any greater than anywhere else. I haven't, I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I know that to be the truth. I, we could look yeah. it up and, and see, anyone could, uh, what their, uh, either um, actual COVID numbers and then the death numbers, they're they're no greater, yeah. You know.
1: It's true, uh, Florida, uh, they didn't do a hard lockdown like most places did, they didn't have man- mask mandates and they're doing uh, better, better, than like top 10 worst states
0: yeah Um, and and South Dakota didn't do ever do a lockdown mandates or close businesses they didn't do any of that she trusted the people to you know if you're sick stay home and 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 uh they they I heard this this week um South Dakota from the governor of South Dakota she was talking and she said that uh they have the lowest unemployment rate in the country right now Hmm. imagine that they never locked their businesses down so you know it's interesting that it's even controversial to talk about these things. It it seems like open discussion and conversation, even when you're discussing something with someone that you completely disagree with, used to be the American way, you know, your next door neighbor could completely disagree with you, but you shake hands and take them a um a plate of cookies and the kids play together and, and you disagree with that crazy guy over there or whatever, you know. I mean I guess like, those were
1: the good old days, yeah.
0: Yeah, back <laughs> when you really could, you know, and I it's um it's interesting that that just saying that you've done research that shows that masks don't uh benefit the spread of a virus, or perhaps even are are detrimental to the spread of a yeah, virus. Yeah. That, um that people don't want to hear that and and you know if you don't like it you don't have to listen to it and you can wear a mask you no one is going to stop you from wearing a mask you used st- to not be able right. to wear them in a bank
1: <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> um, around.
0: Um, but so then same thing i would love since you you see patients this is your passion keeping people in optimal health and um in every way, mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, What do you know about the virus? What are your thoughts? What is the research you've done as far as viruses? Uh, And and then we could even go into what you, how you feel about the vaccine now. A year in to COVID and people are starting to fall over themselves for this vaccine. I'd love to know your thoughts.
1: Um, Just about the virus in general, big picture. Um, is that what you're asking? Yeah,
0: yeah. Virus and vaccine.
1: Okay. okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess big picture view is um, that hmm, again the controversial stuff. Um, you know, we really we really need to look at the science, but not just um, but not look at the science from uh, to confirm your bias, uh, but actually look into what it says. Um, A little bit more on the mask, that's that when we were looking at the masks, when all this first started, so like a year ago, right? Almost a year ago. Um, And me and my wife were talking and somebody was asking us if we would help make some masks, some cloth masks. Um, And so we started doing some research and we actually asked a neighbor of ours, who's a nurse. And we said, we asked, you know, should we spend our time helping make masks? and uh she sent us a few studies and they they said well we don't they, we don't see that they have any benefit so you know so we we're like okay well i uh, actually was very surprised i was i was pretty shocked i was like well why wouldn't a mask work why wouldn't it you know help uh, but then i started looking into it and sure enough it like clinically it doesn't uh show any benefit um in community settings it doesn't show any benefit especially the the uh cloth masks when it comes to um n95 masks, there uh there is some benefit seen when it's fitted when you have a fitted n95 mask and you don't move it you don't adjust it that's when there was some uh some effects or some noticeable uh shift in infection rate and that's what you have to look at is infection rate uh, not not if you find the virus across the room, but infection rate. I think that's that's what's important. You know, is it helping them not to get sick or me not to get sick? But that hasn't really been proven. Um, so when it comes to the big picture of of the the COVID or the Corona SARS CoV two, um, <laughs> there's a, there's so many different things that you can look into uh, that the narrative that we're told um doesn't necessarily make sense when you when you look at the fact that that it has not been isolated or purified um it's been the a fraction of the the genome has been identified and and then computer models have created the rest of it from from what i can find that's that's what i have found and so we're looking at um uh so some a computer model really um but then the PCR tests, they don't actually, uh, they don't actually do a good job at. Di- they're not even a diagnostic tool, and so we're seeing uh, maybe thirty percent false positive, maybe maybe more, maybe eighty percent. There's been a study that says ninety seven percent false positive. Um, so the PCR test is not reliable, but that's what is uh, that's what everything that's happening. It's it's based on how many positive tests there are, and so that's really scary, you know. To see that many fall, uh, um, positive tests is scares a lot of people, and nobody tells us that there could be thirty percent of that or more. That's not actually accurate, um, and so I think that there's a big overreaction. Um, you know, with all the shutdowns and 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 the forced closures. Um, It's just all also very interesting how, gotta mention the great reset, how the great reset is uh, being spoken about and and talked about and and they're telling us what the fourth industrial revolution is and the great reset is at the same time that they're uh, shutting down small businesses and churches but keeping the big box stores open um, and airplanes open. And it it just there's a lot of things that don't make sense um, unless you think about the bigger picture.
0: Um, yeah, that and, you can sit at your table at a restaurant, but not stand. And the fact yeah. that people think that, that, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Just that one out too.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's there's a lot of things that we really need to investigate ourselves because really what got me into natural medicine was um, looking for the truth, what's true. And I'm still doing that, you know, even if you don't want to hear it, even if you, you know, but but looking for the truth is in my opinion, very, very, the most important thing because, um, otherwise you'll be uh, misguided and you'll make bad decisions. And so, uh, what started me looking into like high cholesterol and why are people, uh, on so many presence, and what why is there so much cancer? Um, and then I started looking at like what mainstream medicine says. and um, you know, butter was bad back then. And margarine was good for a long time, margarine was good. And actually margarine ended up causing the problems that it was supposed to be preventing. you know, and um, there's just so much disinformation and misinformation out there. the food pyramid, you know, it's industry driven. So, We have to really look into who funds the science too, Mm. and um, you know all this to say that I think it's our responsibility to question the the narrative um, because this is ruining so many people's lives. The overreaction and the fear, and um, Mm. people are there's all time suicide uh, high high rates. There's all time depression high rates. Anxiety is off the charts. It's it's um, it's a terrible situation where we're in right now, and we have to we have to shift out of this. And the only way I think that we can do that is if we ground and center and uh, come out of fear, because I think that fear is driving so much of this.
0: Well, I think a good way to, you know, action is, is something to, that I've always done when to get me out of fear, you can always take action and an action that people could take if they have fear over this or whatever, is to do some research mm-hmm. and you will find that uh 99.9 something, or that maybe 99.97% of, mm-hmm. of the population survives COVID, even if you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really shouldn't be afraid of it. And I mean, we, we could do whole uh, interviews on and discussions about how our biome, because you know a whole lot more about this than I do. It really thrives on uh, other people's cooties and how we need yeah. we need to breathe each other's air and touch each other's skin and be in each other's homes and environments and get out there. Now, if someone's gravely ill, they need to stay home. That's the way it's always been. Um but we we really do need to trust our bodies. And um, even my elderly parents have have been dealing with COVID, and they're both going to come through it. And I want to hear everything you have to say, but I also want to know what you think about this experimental vaccine that that is. It doesn't even act like a vaccine, as we 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 can't. Anyway, I know what I think about it. I want to know what you think about it.
1: Okay. Yeah, you put vaccine in quotations, and that's exactly. Um, the right way to do it because it's not a vaccine. Um, by definition, it's not a vaccine and, and um, vaccines are supposed to create immunity. And this is more like a, an experiment. It is definitely experimental. Uh, animal trials have not been done on this these vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna. And um, they're experimental, really biological agents. Um, they're interacting with your system in a way that um, no other vaccines do. And in a way that um, is a complete experiment, uh, an experiment that has actually uh, ended very badly um, through all of the animal trials that they've done with the RNA type vaccines. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, to me, it's very scary. Um, so first of all, they're putting polyethylene glycol uh, in the in this injection, um, which I think seventy percent of people have a, uh, a even an anaphylactic response to, um, or no, they have reactions to allergies to, um, they develop antibodies. And some of these people who we see uh, falling ill or dying after the vaccine, they're having an anaphylactic shock just to the PEG, the polyethylene glycol, um, and that's a nanoparticle as well. And it's a it's a petroleum byproduct. So um not only that, but we have you know uh adenoviruses from from monkeys, we have uh, uh what else is in there? Um
0: is there human fetal tissue? I heard I that.
1: yeah, there is in, in a lot of vaccines, but I don't think that there is in this one
0: okay. uh
1: in this injection. Um It's also supposed so, to
0: be a DNA or it's gonna change it's a genet- it's gonna make us genetically modified organisms from what I hear. Do-
1: yeah, I mean, how do we
0: know how that's going to affect the next generation of human beings?
1: We don't. Yeah, the, we don't. We don't. And uh, it is an, it's an experiment. And, you know, they say, and this is the pharmaceutical industry and government, you know, uh, that is coming together to make the marketing uh, materials. And I think that there's like a billion, I think there's a billion dollars in the new stimulus. I think that's passing or just passed or is going whatever in Congress right now, it's like a billion dollars for basically vaccine marketing. Um, So so it's it's a it's a push to um, to get this out there and to get it sold.
0: I'm just wondering, why are they pushing it so hard? The only thing I can think of is uh, financial gain for those who've created the vaccine. I mean, no one's ever, if you didn't want to take the flu vaccine, you didn't have to, you, they're not pushing it. And why? So that's a question. Why are they pushing it so hard? And why aren't really smart, really educated people doing some research? I've talked to a couple of people who are can't wait to get the vaccine. And then you say, well, did you research it? I'm talking about a lobbyist, a lawyer that I know here in Austin, a mathematician well, did you research it? No. I. Uh, uh, I know.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a mathematician, but I know that I'm gonna act, look into something before I inject it into my body. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I just don't understand the lack of
1: the diligence. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And if you're gonna inject, I mean, injecting children, it doesn't even make sense anyway to me. Yeah, I, I I mean I. Know. I I'm not, and and that's that's
1: all starting. I think this week, you know, they're starting or or sometime soon. They're starting the with six year olds. I think it doesn't make any logical sense at all, and that's why it goes back to the fact that this is. I mean, it's a great marketing campaign. There's a lot of fear, and and now there's supposedly these shortages, or it's going to the wrong places, and people are ended up ended up with, uh, you know, having to wait for it, and so you know that that that's all. Tell, how does you sell stuff too? Yeah, so yes. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but it's also um, part of part of the process. People are, are reacting emotionally. I think um, the other thing I was going to mention is that it actually on the label you can see that it has GMOs in it as well. So. You know, it's just not medicine to me. It doesn't make sense to to have these things going in. Because we don't know when the mRNA is going to uh, stop. They say it's going to stop at some point. It's going to stop producing the spike protein. Um, But, you know, there are no long-term studies whatsoever. Um, The animal studies, uh, when they were were tested with some of these uh, previous versions, the animals the rats and the mice and the ferrets they died w- when they were exposed to the virus because they've been trying to do coronavirus vaccines for a couple, couple decades and so when they inoculated them and then they were exposed to the wild virus uh, especially the elderly died a lot of them died a lot of them in general died uh, or they had other other diseases and it's, uh, it's what is being referred to as pathogenic priming. And so it is the, uh, what seems to be happening is that your, your body, when inoculated with this, it then um, creates these spike proteins. But then if you're exposed to a coronavirus in the wild, then you have an over-response to it that can kill you or that can lead to autoimmune diseases. Um, so we don't know. They they fast tracked this. It's uh it's not approved, it's only emergency approved. And um there are so many, so many powerful things that we can do to prevent uh problems uh, with flus and, vi- and viruses like this. We can take, I mean, vitamin D alone and zinc and quercetin. And vitamin C, like they are so powerful at stopping the replication, at boosting your entire immune system, that um, really, I don't think that that a lot of people need to go beyond that. As well as making sure your you have good uh, uh, good metabolism and your your and your blood sugar is in good shape. Work on that if that's out of whack. Um, You know, go outside get some sunlight, get some fresh air, um, don't stay cooped in the home, that's terrible advice, um, move your body. And those things, I mean, they go such a long way at preventing complications. So, and then the, the, there's also a, a, something that, that I think is sad and, and that's the repression or the suppression, the censorship that's going on across the board. Um, So we can't get this information very, very well. We had to dig and dig for it. We had to go to alternative sites to find it, um, like BitChute and, um, you know, all these new video platforms, because, you know, you can't share this stuff anymore. And so that is another element that adds to the overall suspicion of this. Like, why is this happening? and Why can't we find the information that we want to find, like what's in this podcast? and so, you know, uh hydrochloroquine is the hydroxychloroquine was so controversial. And that whole uh, it was just a mess the way that the Lancet published it, published the 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 studies saying that it was um, very dangerous. Well, the people who were um, giving the hydroxychloroquine, I think it was in Brazil, people who were giving that to those patients were giving um, far, far too much and toxic levels of it. Well, they actually may, may be uh, prosecuted for uh, a intentional murder now, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. I read an article the other day about that and, and just very bad medicine practice. It's, it's no standard for the doses that they were giving. These studies didn't give them zinc. Zinc is an ionophore that uh, allows the... Um, hydroxychloroquine to go into the cell and stop the replication so you know these studies were deliberately I think were flawed from the beginning and then they were published and then they were retracted and you know these uh, journals don't really retract articles very often at all and so why did this happen why did these two studies get retracted immediately and, um, but nobody, it's quietly retracted, you know, after the damage has been done, but, the, but this whole thing has made me kind of irritated that I'm actually talking about drugs. Cause I, I'm, I don't really think they're necessary, but I've been, I've mentioned that because I've studied that and it, and there are so many studies that show it works. Ivermectin as well. And that's being censored. Um, it's just really ridiculous. YouTube took uh, down the video about, uh, it was a congressional hearing. I forget the the doctor who was on there talking about ivermectin and the 30, uh, clinical trials that have shown that it stops, uh, infection or stops you from getting severely sick and and stopping basically saving your life, saving most people's lives. Um, and, but you can't, you can't find it because there is, there are solutions. There's vitamin D. There's, like I said, there's zinc, there's all this stuff. There's these drugs. We don't really need to experiment on ourselves, in my opinion. I don't think it's a. a I just don't think it's a very uh, good long-term plan because this could also set up us up for autoimmune diseases in the future. You know, they're already talking about how okay now you actually you need two. No, now you need three shots. Right. You know, now they're already talking about three shots, two masks, three shots. Still social distancing. Um, you still have to wear masks even after you get these injections. So I don't really see the point. Um,
0: And there's something so nefarious about requiring pretty much requiring people and in certain uh, countries, they are going to be requiring you to have had this vaccine for a disease that is almost 100% uh, survivable, totally treatable. And the people who told us about those treatments six seven eight nine months ago were vilified for for suggesting that there was a treatment and then it comes out like well it is a treatment but we can't unvilify those people and that that they would require in a way and in some places they are requiring you to get this vaccination when it's you you can treat it there's your immune system works. And what are we going to do? To me, it's completely nefarious to say, you can't travel. You won't be able to, to leave your country if you don't have this. That right there should set bells off in people's heads. Like, hold on a minute. That's it.
1: That's even
0: that's it. if even if we were experiencing the bubonic plague and 30% of the population was dropping dead, do, Do you have to take a vaccination that could probably that that would have more of a chance of killing you or causing you illness in the future before you could leave your country?
1: Or if it was if it was well studied and proven safe Mm -hmm. and effective, you know, that that's a whole different conversation, but it's not. You know yeah i, I even mean, if it's forced, were, yeah I'd, even if it was it's forced it's forced medical procedures and forced medication which is against the Nuremberg code right um so so that's why government is uh relying on corporations to do it right like the airlines and all that that's how they're really getting away with it but maybe governments will mandate that as well
0: so I'd like to Think of things we can do. I love that you gave us the suggestions to keep us healthy. I know that vitamin D is a huge part of it. If someone doesn't know that out there, um, there's a study that was done on people who died from COVID and 96% of them were vitamin D deficient. Mm-hmm. So if you have your vitamin D, if you have plenty of vitamin D, I heard an old guy saying he's been taking 4,000 units a day for 30 years and he doesn't get sick. So apparently we're all pretty vitamin D deficient. Take your vitamin D. I was going to ask you something about, um, what are the most important things that people can do to ensure optimal health these days? And, Mm. you know, what would you say? You're an expert.
1: Okay. Breathe, (laughs) uh, sleep, breathe. Um, and then, um, move your body and, and, uh, you know eat as close to the earth as possible. Uh I think that those are probably the 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 common sense but also the common sense things but also some of the most potent uh things to do. You know, the variety of colors and um in your diet, I mean, it goes a long way. We don't know what all the vitamins are or the minerals are necessarily. We don't know that Right. Um, we don't, we don't know the, the polyphenols, the um, antioxidants, the blends of everything, like all those. We don't important. know what we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, the wild DNA or that comes in the plants, you know, like we're, that's that's all good stuff too. And um, yeah, and, and for people that are on the journey uh, of getting healthier, it's it's baby steps. And it's also, um, you know, doing something like 80, 20, 80% of the time, eat good. Um, break your sugar addiction, um, sugar tears us down uh, tremendously, and so uh, work on that, get some strategies to eat eat um, something before you indulge in the sugar, you know, and then just make that less and less of a part of your life, and once you break it, um, a few days goes by, and your blood sugar actually stabilizes out, and you don't even crave it anymore, so it might sound like a huge hurdle for a lot of people when bread's the same way, but um but it's 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 not that bad once you get past a few days um so yeah those are just the basics i guess you know get out into nature move around um breathe that's that's powerful and get Oh, yourself. you're making
0: me breathe <laughs> i know i did some breathing work some breath work um uh-huh with a teacher who took me through and it absolutely relaxed me completely calmed my mind calmed my body i want to do that every day i just Um, did a
1: workshop as well that's cool
0: (laughs) i think it's getting around people are getting around the breath work well so if people were interested in contacting you um for your the the services that you provide as far as healing goes and acupuncture um, neurofeedback or if they just wanted uh, to pick your brain about getting the fluoride out of their municipal water system, um, yeah. how can people get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, happy to help with any of that. Um, headwayhealth.com is my website. Um, and you can find me uh, on Facebook as well for the time being. Uh, Michael Moyt, M-E-U-T-H.
0: Okay, I will post that in the show notes uh, below this show. So people can will know how to get in touch with you. And I'd like to welcome you back anytime on this show, Michael, if you have got something you want to say, just you've got my number and, uh, and come on back because it's been so delightful having you on and I appreciate you coming out and using your voice and your courage because we all need to be standing up and shining our lights in this world because it's a wonderful, beautiful world and I'm so glad you're in it. Thank you so much for coming on this show.
1: Thank you Betsy. Happy to come back anytime and uh, appreciate you very much.
0: Okay, till next time Michael.
1: Okay. Adios. Bye-bye.